In the life of any people, there sometimes comes these, these defining moments that brings them into an encounter with a glory that leaves them forever changed. And one of my very favorite pictures of this reality is from a, a film of some years ago entitled Babette's Feast. How many of you have seen Babette's Feast? Get it on Netflix today if you've missed it. Wonderful, wonderful story. This particular film depicts a day in the life of a group of of Danish Puritans whose particular uh, brand of piety made them a pretty grim lot. I mean, this group of folks had dedicated their lives to revering and preserving the memory of a dead minister. They weren't focused so much on God as they were on their dead minister. And, And that dead minister in his life had encouraged them to sublimate, as in put away or deny uh, as many of their physical senses as possible in, in favor of pursuing a, a life of spirituality that was somehow uh, not of the flesh, not embodied in any way. And they had gone about their lives doing this even after his uh, death. One look at the <clears throat> pinched faces of these Puritans and you would know why you would not want to invite them to your Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, this was not, this was a Debbie Downer crowd. This was not a fun group of people at all. And yet, that reality is why what happens next in the story um, is so striking to me, at least. It's what starts the wonder. Because they actually do get an invitation. They get a rather mysterious invitation to show up to a particular Puritan home at a particular time for dinner. And not having much to do in this tiny little Danish village that they're living in, they all accept and they show up at the appointed hour. They come with them. um, They come to that place with all kinds of things they're not talking about. Uh, They come with all kinds of previous losses they've experienced. Uh, the, The backstory in the lives of many of these people is painful and there have been dashed hopes, and there have been uh, great struggles. Yet they hide what's going on inside of them behind these very staunched faces and, and these starched kind of pilgrim uniforms. They're coming with this restless sense, some of them, that life has not dealt them what they wanted, or what they felt that they deserved in life, or what they felt that they'd worked for in life. They, they come to this table expecting little more than another tired meal, in a, at the close of a, a rather disappointing day in this uh, dark Danish village that apparently God and time had forgotten. They all arrive with very minimal expectations. Each of them comes without the slightest clue that they are about to have an encounter with glory of a certain kind. As the first um, dish is brought out on the table, it's a soup dish, I think, uh, they begin to sip from it. And you watch the the faces of these dour people begin to transfigure. And and it's almost like you can see the different flavors, the nuances of the flavor uh, that that they're tasting as their face just starts to warm and fill. And they kind of cautiously begin to look around the table. Like, does anybody else notice? This is unbelievably good. And it's just the beginning. Because course after magnificent course gets served at this particular 
uh, table. Mouth-watering plate of the, plates of the richest of fare. In fact, I can't even go into what was actually there because you'd stampede out early for lunch if I went too far with this. But just trust me when I say that, that this heavenly ambrosia that fills their table and their mouths positively transforms and transports these dour Danes. And with each particular course comes an even more magnificent wine that, that goes along with it till everybody around the table is now talking and overflowing and gushing towards each other in a way that just never happened normally in life for them. And, and, and they're suddenly saying things that have been on their hearts for years that they'd never gotten to before as the aromas and the flavors overwhelm their senses and inflame their souls with this passion to proclaim the love they have for one another and to shout out thanksgiving at the gift of just being alive. I mean, everything is changed in that room for a moment. You see, behind this meal they're experiencing is a fabulous secret. The, 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 the humble young woman in, in the back, the, 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 the servant, the chef, the cook of this meal is no ordinary maiden. She is, in fact, her name is Babette. She is, in reality, the former chef of the Café Anglais, the finest restaurant in all of Paris. And she has come to this little village, unbeknownst to everybody else. And what you don't know is that she's just won the lottery. She's just won this French, the French lottery. And she takes all of these winnings that she has... And she devotes them to preparing the most magnificent meal for these unsuspecting and one could even say undeserving people. She commits herself to introducing them to the taste and the aroma of glory itself. Now the sheer transformative power of this gets summed up in in a way, by one of the guests at the table. And one of the guests there is a guy named General Lowenheim, and he has been this severe, rigid, duty-bound, daily burden military man. But he has been powerfully affected by the feast and compelled by the g- glorious generosity of what he's experiencing. He rises up and he lifts a glass. And I want to give you the words of his toast because they're just so good. I'm having them put up on the screen. He says, man in his weakness and short-sightedness believes that all the weight of life rests on him. He trembles at the risks he takes because we do no fear, he admits. All of us, we do no fear in life. But, and this is the part I want you to note, there comes a time when your eyes are opened and we come to realize that mercy Mercy is infinite, and we need only await it with confidence and receive it in gratitude. I share this story with you because it is so reminiscent of another story most of us know. Many, many years before the period of time suggested in Babette's Feast, Many, many years ago, another band of Puritans gathered in another place, a place we call Plymouth, Massachusetts. And the year before they came to this particular gathering, 110 of them had landed on the shores of this new world. They had come fleeing religious persecution. 
They'd come trying to build a, a new life here on these shores. And that first winter that they spent here uh, on this land was just absolutely devastating. I mean, much worse than anything we've seen, uh, most of us, in our lives, uh, given all of the, the securities that we get to enjoy. That first winter killed half of them. Half of them died of exposure, of illness, of malnutrition. But the survivors of that first winter persevered. And they, and they resolved to, to build better shelters the next year. And they learned from the local Native Americans how to cultivate uh, food stuff from the land in a fresh way. And they were able to store up more supplies this time around to make it. As the second winter crept in, in 1621, their governor, William Bradford, proclaimed that on November the 29th, the colonists should cease their striving. Right? They should stop the usual stuff. And, and they should gather as a community. And, and they should welcome to their table others. The, the American natives that had been so helpful to them, they welcomed to their table um, for the compassion that they'd shown to them when they were these uh, refugees from persecution in England. And together they should give thanks to the God by whose grace they had made it thus far in life and were now enjoying this marvelous feast. This is what the first Thanksgiving was all about. So let me repeat what I said at the start. Hear it again. In the life of any people, there come defining moments when they encounter a glory that leave them changed forever. Or as the general puts it, there comes a time when your eyes are opened and you realize that mercy is infinite and we need only await it with confidence and receive it with gratitude. Something about the first Thanksgiving established the character of life in these United States. That's the big idea I want to suggest to you at the start right now. Something about that first Thanksgiving changed the Puritans. It resulted in an alteration of perspective uh, on life. It, it led them to the donut rather than the whole, if I could put it plainly. Uh, the nation to which they would give rise would not be a pinch-faced, parsimonious one. The nation that, 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 that those original uh, settlers around that first Thanksgiving table would help to shape would be an unusually generous kind of nation. It would be one that offered shelter to outcasts, to, to sojourners, to strangers, to those huddled masses yearning to breathe free, as the Statue of Liberty inscription says. It would be a nation that made space around a common table for diverse peoples. It would be one that came to the aid of other folks when they were in trouble, even in other nations. It would be a, a country that would show up in times of crisis and disaster, a nation that would be even unusually gracious towards those that they defeated in battle. America would do these things, not because it was socially convenient to do so. It wasn't. Not because it was politically correct to do so. It, 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 there was much disagreement at all times about what made political sense. But America kept doing this because it was the character of the divine power that had made and preserved us a nation, as our star-spangled banner writer would say. It was because of the character of the host, the generous character of the host, that we would become a generous people. 
Many times over the course of our nation's history, we've forgotten this. Many times over the course of life, with all the distractions and all of the attacks and all of the struggles, we vary from this. We get threatened, some enemy, some calamity comes along. Uh, We descend into fear. We descend into self-securing all over again. We, we begin to think that our strength and our security can be found in wealth and walls rather than in the Lord himself. And we slide at seasons back towards tribalism, back towards the kind of extremism that is the source of so much terror and turmoil all across our world today. But thus far, thus far, America has always come back. America has always returned again to that original spirit, to that primary vision that got established around that table. America has come back to that vision of a kingdom that was marked by faith and hope and love with its arms open towards others. And the goodness that has proceeded from that particular vision has made us at our best an exceptional people, a people with something really to offer in the world. I want to ask you to talk about that at your tables today. I want to encourage you around the the Thanksgiving table today. Just have even just five minutes of conversation about this. Talk about what it means to be a people or even to be just a person whose eyes have been opened to the infinite mercy at the heart of the universe and who receives it and others with gratitude. As I close this out today, let me proclaim, if I may, some tidings of good news. A much greater feast is coming than the one that Babette served. A much greater feast is coming than the one that the pilgrims sat around in 1621. A much greater feast is coming than even the one you're going to get to enjoy This afternoon, Jesus said that there is a day coming when people will come from the east and the west and the north and the south, and they will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. And the host at that table will be the glorious God himself. And the story of Babette is, in a sense, and these other stories, just a pointer towards that ultimate reality. The most generous, merciful host you've ever encountered. As the scriptures remind us, God's nature is what? What is God's nature? It's love. God's fundamental nature is is love. He lives with a will for the good of others at all times, in all places. And if your life and my life is rooted in that kind of love, in a relationship with this God, then while we're here on earth, the journey for us is going to be one of growing more and more loving towards the people around us. We're going to get a chance to test that this afternoon when we decide who gets the last scoop of mashed potatoes or the first shot at the pie. But when we sit down with Jesus face to face one day, when we gather one day at that banquet table, that great banquet table, the process that began when we were originally justified and sanctified will come to completion. And we will, when we sit down at that table, we will behold with unveiled faces the face of the host. We will see God 
for who God truly and fully is. And like a great magnet that realigns the electrons in a lesser metal, the character of Jesus Christ is going to fully reshape our character so that we are totally loving, perfectly loving, like he is. As the Apostle John says, when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Theologians call this final transformation by a $10 word. The word is glorification. Glorification. But what it really means is that in that intimate, ultimate fellowship with Christ, you and I and everyone else there will finally love with the greatest love of all. Some time ago, popular radio host Dennis Prager was engaged in a, uh, a debate with a, an atheist man from Oxford University in England. And um, they locked heads, they butted heads on a whole bunch of subjects. And Dennis Prager posed finally this question. He said, Professor Glover, if, if you were stranded, if you found yourself stranded at the midnight hour in, in a desolate city street, and, 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 if, and if as you stepped out of your car with, with fear and trembling, you were suddenly to hear the weight of footsteps, actually pounding footsteps behind you, and you turned and you ta- saw 10 burly young men who had just stepped out of a dwelling coming down the street toward you, would it or would it not make any difference to you if you knew they were coming from a Bible study? And laughter like this erupted in the crowd and the professor sat back and said, Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Why did he answer that way? Because it, it matters what kind of company you keep. It matters what the personality and nature of, of the host of that particular circle is like. It makes a difference when that companion is God. It makes a difference when the host who has provided everything we have is God. It makes a difference when we realize that the one who awaits us, even after we leave this world, is God. Is God. The generous, loving, provident God. It makes a difference. And as I said at the start, and we'll say now at the close, in the life of any people, there come these defining moments when they encounter a glory that leaves them changed. And one day, you and I are going to encounter that glory in all of its fullness. And it's going to make us like him. It's going to change us in every way. But in the meantime, I pray that having met him, a glimpse of his glory, even in this place today, we'll find ourselves leaving with just a bit more love in our hearts for the people who will share our table for those who are struggling through some winter, some awful winter in this world, for those who are dour or desperate, who are looking for shelter and help like those pilgrims were long ago, I hope that together 
we may confess with thanksgiving our belief that at the very center of this universe, there is a mercy that is infinite that we need to only await with confidence as we receive it and others with gratitude. This, my friends, is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, for the bounty of your grace. Help us today to be filled by it, till our lives overflow with it, and extend it to others. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.